because our manufacturers don't want us to give the deals that we're giving for a very long time. So the shorter the, the actual Black Friday event, the better the deals can be. Get in there Wednesday night when it's in stock because I guarantee we're going to sell out of stuff by Sunday and Monday. You're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network Podcast. Are you ready? It's the Jeep Talk Show with Wendy. There will be body damage. Jeep Mama. Are you sure? Josh. Yeah, I don't think so. And Tony. I think that's a huge deal. So sit back, strap in, and brace yourself. Hi, Welcome to the Jeep Talk Show. We want to continue to ask, beg, actually, you guys to share the Jeep Talk Show with uh, all your friends, family, people that are on uh, uh, social media, the Tic Tac, the uh, uh, Facebook, or the, is it the, the My, My Face, uh, is that what they're calling it? The, uh, the Twitter and uh, all, those, all those places that you kids like to congregate. <laughs> so you don't get much hipper, hipper than that. You know, the You're G- just making up names as you go, right? That's right, dude. The JTS team is here to inform and entertain you about Jeeps. If you're new to the Jeep world or thinking about jumping in and getting your feet dirty, you're in the right place. Whether you're interested in having a unique off-road vehicle ready to hit the trails or that daily driver that's also a weekend warrior, this show is for you. Find out more information about the Jeep Talk Show at jeeptalkshow.com. And also, to our elusive show notes are there. So, that's that's the place you want to go. Oh, that's where you find going. Well, hello, fellow Jeeper. Thanks for checking us out. On this episode of the Jeep Talk Show, is there such a thing as too many Jeeps? I've got a story that may change your mind. It's more bad news for the Belvedere Assembly Plant as well, where the Cherokee is made, and we have a case of Mahindra's Revenge. And later, I'll be talking about the relationship Fuel has with your Jeep. Well, howdy, it's Wendy, and don't forget, you can always check out my newbie nugget sections on the Friday episodes of the Jeep Talk Show. All kinds of topics for the newest Jeepers. I'm Tony, and uh, hang in there for an interview with Northridge4x4.com's president, David Johnson. You know, I've uh, purchased several things recently for the 2021 Jeep Gladiator and uh, have had high praises uh, for Northridge 4x4. So really excited about getting to talk to David uh, on this episode. Now, I just found out from a recent Jeep Talk Show episode, I'm paying the least amount of per gallon gas and for all of our Zoom members and co-hosts. And I'm, I'm very, I feel very... Very I can bad. hear the smile. I, I can I, hear the smile. I just, you know what? We I'm just ashamed. don't need to hear about it anymore, okay? Let's just drop it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just the overflowing with guilt, aren't you? Oh, gosh. Overflowing, yeah. yes. <laughs> Local Jeep News, National Jeep News, and news from around the world. It's This Week in Jeep. Uh, as I said, more bad news for Belvedere. Jeep's parent company, Stellantis, will cut about 400 more jobs at its Jeep Cherokee factory in Illinois. The plant has already slashed production and cut an entire shift at the Belvedere assembly plant. Thankfully, workers will be able to remain employed during the holiday season as the workforce reduction won't take effect until January 14th at the earliest. Employees received notices of the future layoffs on Wednesday, noting that they will try to place laid-off hourly employees in open full-time positions at other company locations as they become available based on seniority. However, Atlantis doesn't have any other assembly plants in Illinois, so some are taking that as so much smoke blown. 
The plant employs 2,362 hourly workers after a second shift was cut there in July, affecting 1,641 people. In a recent statement released by the automaker, spokeswoman Jody Tinson said, quote, As we continue to balance global sales with production that has undeniably been affected by the unprecedented global microchip shortage, Stellantis has determined that additional staffing actions are needed as a result of changes in the plant's operations. Well, duh. The automaker said it's also notified the state of Illinois, the city of Belvedere, and the United Auto Workers of the forced layoffs. The announcement comes after the Illinois state legislature on October 28th passed an incentive bill for electric vehicle makers and suppliers. It includes the state income tax credits of 75% to 100% of payroll taxes for new employees that they hire for up to 15 years. Among other incentives, tax credits would also be available for the hiring of construction workers and the training of new workers. The plant has lost about 1,000, I'm sorry, 122,000 vehicles produced in 2021 because of the microchip shortage and U.S. Cherokee crossover sales are down 20% year to date. Sad all the way around. It really is just a bunch of bad news all the way around. I mean, uh, you're, you're talking about a six-figure vehicle production loss. Uh, and, and because of that, uh, or, you know, in part due to that, uh, that particular vehicle model has seen a 20% reduction in year-to-date sales. I mean, that's that's a pretty massive reduction. Uh, and I mean, I, the, the company that I used to work for uh, lost 20% of of its basically of its sales, uh, and they had to cut over 10% of the workforce uh, around. Um, and so it was at least one, if not two, people from every department uh, got the axe. Uh, so I'm, I, Hey, you know, I, I kind of feel these people's pain, uh, a little bit. Um, at least uh, a lot of these guys are union. Um, and so they have some degree of protection there. Uh, but I thought it was kind of a bad move that Stellantis would say, Oh no, we'll absolutely put you guys up in, 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 you know, some of our other companies or something like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Other States. You don't have any in Illinois. Mm-hmm. So we're, who are you? Exactly. You know, so, I mean, it's, it's so much to do about nothing, um, you know, from Stellantis. Uh, it doesn't seem like they really care a whole lot, uh, you know, with, with just, you know, that sort of blowing smoke. I, I don't know. Uh, how long this layoff is going to last is also up in the air as well. Uh, this microchip shortage, uh, you know, we, we've talked about that uh, at length uh, for months and uh, was talking about it going well into the first quarter of 2022. I, I, I think that uh, even I said it could go on past that. So uh, who, who knows? Uh, who's to say? Um, hopefully things will uh, will wrap up with that pretty soon, and uh, things can get back to back to normal as they were. Well, so. and I had a really quick question about that: Are the sales down by twenty percent because of the shortage of the microchips, or because people don't want to buy that model? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I, I think if you'd ask Delantis directly, they would say it's because of the microchip shortage. Um, now, the Cherokee historically, uh, since its new debut. Uh, has done moderately well, uh, but with the the undeniable success of the 4XE lately, uh, and with the three row uh, Jeeps coming out, I, I the Cherokee just I don't know if it has a place anymore. Um, and so it's going to be one of those things where will the Cherokee die again? Uh, we don't know. Uh, I think uh, we'll probably know the answer to that. We'll start to see the writing on the wall from that uh, at least by the second quarter of next year. So I asked the question top of the show. Is there such a thing as too many Jeeps? Well, as first reported by Windows Central on November 9th, players of the video game Forza Horizon 5 have been able to turn a serious profit by us- utilizing an exploit worth uh, with one of the game's less fancy vehicles, the Willys Jeep. 
for a game packed to the rafters with supercars and ludicrously expensive machinery, it's quite nice to uh, see an old Jeep like the Willys get a little bit of a breath of life in the digital world. Even if a cursory look at Reddit or Twitter will uncover a deep well of frustration from more competitive players. Why? Well, in short, players are able to acquire the Jeep for just 40,000 credits, which is pretty cheap, all things considered, in that game. You can then upgrade it and then obtain the super wheel spin reward that follows from that. This super wheel spin reward can result in some, as you might have guessed from the name, super rewards. It's through these wheel spins that you can get north of 1 million credits, or supercars like the Aston Martin or Lamborghini, for example. Then, once these players are done with the super wheel spin reward from the Willys Jeep, they'll just sell it, or gift the now upgraded vehicle to virtually any other player and get the skill points refunded. This player doesn't even have to be on the person's friends list, however, which has resulted in Forza Horizon 5 players logging back into the game, only to find their car collections bursting at the seams full of countless Willys Jeeps. There <laughs> is no way, at the time of this episode's recording, to turn down a gift. So once you've got a Willys in your hands, there's no way to get rid of it, except gifting it on to another player, and again and again and so forth. It'll be interesting to see if the game's developer, Playground Games, will remedy this at all by changing the wheel spin reward from the Jeep. Uh, Forza Horizon 5 has been nothing short of a smash hit success for Xbox since it launched in, the, uh, launched in full earlier this week. Playground's new racing game surpassed over 4.5 million players, that's million with a B, uh, within 24 hours from launch. And Xbox boss Phil Spencer claims it's been the single biggest day one Xbox, Xbox game pass launch of all time. Forza wow. Horizon 5 is out now and available on Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, and PC. Log in now, and maybe you'll find your very own Willy's Jeep waiting in a barn. Or tent. Now, Tony, you're a, a gamer of sorts. Uh, at least have had a, a history of gaming and stuff. I, I know you're more a PC gamer than, uh, uh, than, than uh, you know, Xbox. But uh, And I, I don't think that you're really big into the racing games much from the conversations that we have. But could you imagine the frustration that players are having uh, logging into their game and suddenly finding their garage is full of nothing but Jeeps? <laughs> the frustration? Same Jeep. Frustration? No. <laughs> uh, that would be uh, that'd be pretty funny. So uh, no, I, the the racing games are, are nice, but the problem I always had with them is you can't feel it. So going into those curves and stuff, you you just don't get a feel when the the tires are going to break loose. I mean, I know you can practice it, but uh, it's it's just amazing. The graphics that they're they're doing these days is just stunning. Mm -hmm. Well, Forza has been at the the cusp, uh, the you know really the 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 tip of the spear when it comes to uh, video game racing games. Um, they were the the original Forza. Uh, the the amount of research and development that went into the game, the the sounds of the engines were actual. They they were real. They were mic'd up from the actual engine of that vehicle. Uh, the steering configurations, the the suspension configurations, how it felt. All that stuff was, you know, or how how it handled rather uh, was all very very accurate as far as you know G forces related into the game and all that. Um, it it really set the mark as far as racing games in the video game industry. Uh, I played the original Forza back when it first came out, and it was mind blowing as far as graphics and uh, and wow. all that. I had a force feedback steering wheel. Uh, and so you could feel, you know, the bumps in the road a little bit. Uh, you got the, uh, you know, if you hit a wall, the, you know, the steering wheel would, would fight you and, and stuff like that. You could feel the G forces kind of fighting you in a corner and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, it was, it, it was very much a, a, a realistic sensation. Uh, you combine that with a large screen or multiple screens and, and you got the immersive, uh, sort of experience with it all. 
Uh, that combined with the actual sounds, not just, you know, computer generated uh, noise uh, that was, you know, there to simulate an engine. Uh, uh, and, and you got one heck of a video game now. Now we, we're into five generations uh, of this video game and they've really, really stepped it up. I, I haven't picked up a video game controller in years. I just plain and simply don't have the time. Uh, if I did, this would definitely be one of the games that would be in my collection, though. Uh, and I found it absolutely hilarious. Uh, that there's likely going to be uh, forum posts out there uh, listing people's names who have gotten exceptionally butthurt because they keep getting gifted these keys. <laughs> um, and so likely there are people out there who have hundreds, literally hundreds of these cheaps and they can't get rid of them fast enough. So I'm sure that, that the sternly worded letters from, from these players are going to get the, uh, the game's uh, developers to, to get some action involved and, and get, a, get a patch out there for this. But uh, it's oh, nonetheless funny. very interesting news to, I mean, just think about <laughs> it. I mean, for those who don't have a whole lot of experience with video games, it may be hard to imagine, but, you know, logging into a, to a video game, and it's kind of like opening your garage one day and suddenly finding it filled to the rafters with a bunch of willies. With chiefs. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, kind of one funny thing, you know, seeing something that you wouldn't otherwise expect in it being a jeep you know it'd be really funny if it turned out that mahendra was behind this uh putting up all these jeeps and the <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm reading ahead <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm i'm laughing more not on your comment but on on this on on how you came up with the comment but yes because <laughs> yeah. the next story is 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 about the mahendra the return of the mahendra actually now mahendra is a name that you may or may not know it has introduced the 2222 roxer which is currently headed to dealerships uh, the Mahindra is a vehicle, by the way. Uh, most companies uh, talk about the countless changes to their redesigned vehicles. Mahindra said virtually nothing about the updates. However, they eventually admitted that the, quote, vehicle underneath is unchanged. So this is effectively just a facelift to this uh, wannabe Jeep. And this, this is why I say that. Uh, there is a good reason for their silence, as the company has been fighting a lengthy battle with Jeep over the Roxer's looks, because it looks identical to a jeep to briefly summarize the situation in 2019 administrative law judge cameron elliott determined that the rocks are infringed on jeep's trade dress uh it was basically a, a copyright infringement more or less uh, mahindra then presented an updated rockser which ditched the slotted grill that looked exactly like a jeep uh for one that looked exactly like a toyota land cruiser fj40 <laughs> uh, shortly thereafter the u.s international trade commission sided with jeep and blocked sales of the rockser in america altogether However, the ITC eventually determined that the updated Roxer was different enough not to infringe on the Jeep's trade dress, and whether or not that uh, ban has been lifted, I, I don't know. But that brings us to the 2022 Roxer, which sports a new and more generic-looking front end. Checking out the pics, it features a single-bar grill with a mesh insert that is flanked by circular headlights, much like it had before, but they've been moved out to the outside edges of the vehicle. Uh, moving it further back, we can actually see a wider hood and new front fenders that no longer look like they were lifted directly from a CJ7. Now, the rest of the model appears to be a largely bit of a carryover from years past, and it seems like the vehicle was designed specifically to address Jeep's complaints. Putting the styling aside, the 22 Rock, 2022 Roxer is available in open cab, base, and enclosed cab all-weather configurations. Both feature a 2.5-liter turbo diesel engine that develops a whopping, check this out, 62 horsepower and 144 foot-pounds of torque. Not going to get a whole lot done with that. But it is connected to a 5-speed manual transmission, which enables the four-wheeler to hit a top speed of just 55 miles per hour. With a tailwind going downhill. 
Pricing yeah. for the 2022 Roxer starts at $18,899 for the base and $26,299 for the all-weather enclosed cab version. However, the latter seems like a tough sell as you can get a street-legal 2021 Jeep Wrangler base model for $30,655, including destination. Now, of course, the Roxer is positioned as a side-by-side more than anything else and competes with vehicles from Polaris, Can-Am, and Honda and never really stood a chance against Jeep. Well, but they're, they're pricing so low compared to the Can-Am and the Polaris and Hondas that are out there for side-by-side. So they might have a market in that, in that area. Cheaper? I mean, the Jeep is cheaper than the side-by-sides. Well, no, I agree. Yes, the Jeep is cheaper. No, I'm just saying. It's that, it, it is. It just is crazy to me. I'd rather have yeah, a Roxer than a side-by-side, but I understand it's that power-to-weight thing that you were talking about, Josh. There's certainly a lot of a lot more power in one of the uh, side-by-sides that's not the Roxer, but... It, I mean, but and, and, and you guys correct me on this. The 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 Roxer is a, a design that they own from that they purchased back in like forty four or forty five or somewhere in there. So it is the, the the design of the original Jeep, and I think that's probably one of the reasons why it goes fifty five miles an hour because that's what the original <laughs> Jeep did. Uh, so it, it it I think the big stickling point here is for. FCA and now Stellantis is is that they don't want it being sold in the United States. If they can sell it in India. I think that's where the, the Mahindra is uh, is located. Uh, but I, I'll just mention real quick, and I've mentioned this before. Uh, 2019 SEMA. I stopped by the uh, the the Roxer booth or the Mahindra booth. Oh, they had one out there. Okay, yeah. Uh, and got to see these things firsthand, and they are really really cool. And this would have been the prior version, the one that looked more jeepy. And uh, they had a, they even had a, a, a like a woody version that was kind of a light blue with wood uh, paneling. I mean, actual wood paneling on the sides of it. It was just beautiful and such a tiny little vehicle, you know, just like the original Jeep. And uh, I think it'd be a blast. I would, I would especially like it if it was uh, uh, road legal, street legal. It'd be fun just to cruise around on a you know Saturday or a nice uh, fall day. I'm glad you mentioned that because that's one point that I forgot to make is that the the Roxor is not a street legal vehicle. It is uh, manufactured as an off-road only vehicle or a farm and ranch vehicle, hence why it is is sold alongside uh, Polaris and and other vehicles of of that ilk. Uh, And and so, I mean, it wasn't even necessarily competing in the same segment as Jeep, uh, but still with it looking so much like a Jeep, there would be a lot of people... Uh, who would ordinarily otherwise buy a Jeep for off-road use that may consider something like this uh, instead. I understand. Uh, so that I understand they're protecting their stuff, but come on, this, oh, sure. this isn't anywhere close to yeah. what Jeep sells. No, at least not currently. Um, but then again, I mean, uh, imagine this: you take a Mahindra and you you stencil willies on the side of it, just with nobody would, and nobody would do that. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, I mean, th- there, are, there are some infringement concerns there um, very easily. Uh, you know, obviously, there's not going to be a lot of crossover parts, if, if any at all. No. Uh, and so, you know, other than some creative uh, uh, spray painting and stenciling and stuff, I, you know, I, I really don't see where the, the, the big grief was, the big complaint was, um, especially since this is essentially just a recreational vehicle. Nonetheless, if you have a news tip or response to any one of our stories, we'd like to hear what you have to say. It doesn't necessarily have to be on this particular topic. It could be from a, uh, something you uh, listened uh, you know, 100 episodes ago. Why not? Call us and, uh, and let us know what you thought about whatever it was that we were saying. 
Uh, you can do it by any number of ways. You can do it by phone or by email. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact to find out how to reach out. We just may not remember what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to a 4x4 Radio Network podcast. You know, we've got a whole bunch of stuff over there at the 4x4 Radio Network website, and it's all off-road related. We've got something for everybody as well. I mean, we've got a ton of great off-road shows. The Center Steer Podcast, the 4x4 Podcast, they're internationally known. The On the Trail Podcast, Trail Chasers, even the Jeep Talk Show is there. It's all for free. It's all in one place. Just go to 4x4radionetwork.com. That's the number four, letter X, the number four, radionetwork.com. We'll see you there. Hey, coming up in Tech Talk, we'll begin a new multi-part series on the j- different Jeep fuel systems. You must have needed this every day. I need it! It's the Jeep Talk Show's must-have stuff. Pick of the week for your Jeep. You know, we've got an atmospheric river going on over the northwest right now, and it's just absolutely dumping boatloads of rain over the area. Really? And, uh, wow. Got, oh, yeah. We got, we got flood uh, warnings left and right out here. Uh, and so with that, I thought, okay, you know, something that's going to be really good. Uh, obviously, we have listeners all over the world, but uh, but since it's, there's so much rain falling here in the Northwest, I thought this might be a, a good idea to go and recover one of uh, these uh, these items. Now, I don't know if we've ever had this on Must Have, but we certainly talked about it here on the show. And I can't remember if we had an interview uh, with the uh, the owner or the uh, somebody from this company or not. But what I'm talking about are frame plugs. You want to keep the inside of your Jeep's frame clean of mud, dirt, salt, sand, and off-road debris don't let your jeep frame rot from the inside out these plugs are made from a very durable thick proprietary rubber material that resists all cold heat and even petroleum-based fluids and uv damage for that matter too all kits include plugs for the largest and most debris prone holes in the frame while leaving the factory designed drain holes located in the lowest points of the frame completely open they're very easily installed, and no tools are required. Now, Tony, I think you've got a set of these on the JT. Uh, how, what's your been experience with these so far? Well, uh, especially after doing the lift, uh, it, it, it you see that hole or where the hole would be. It's and it's a very large hole, large uh, hole. I mean, yeah, you stick your hand in it. Oh yeah, it's huge. And uh, if I didn't have these uh, these covers, now I put these covers on because uh, they were provided to me. Uh, from uh, the the Black Fork tool, tool folks, uh, and uh, it's only a pair. There's only one pair for the Gladiator. Uh, plugged it in. It was really easy to do. Uh, I see them every time I go to look at the Gladiator. If I'm looking at the front, but because the with the lift, mm-hmm. it's just right there. And I'd be staring at my hole. Nobody wants to stare at your <laughs> hole. Jeez. <laughs> So okay, well. I like I like it for the Gladiator. I really do. I don't know that you know being here in Texas, it's going to make any kind of difference for the the frame lo- uh, longevity. But just not having to look at my hole is a great thing. Well, so because I, I, I have a go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead, Wendy. I, I had I had a really quick newbie question. So it says that it keeps it helps UV damage. I'm thinking this is on the frame underneath the carriage, correct? And why are, why would there be UV? underneath the jeep unless you're flipping it all the time that's <laughs> a possibility the wheel well is relatively exposed uh out in in you know open horizon uh low sun uh it could very it. very easily get in there uh, okay and, and so and it's not it's not protecting the frame from uv damage 
these themselves no, the are resistant yeah. to, to UV damage. So yeah, yeah it's, no, it's I, a, I figured that out, but I just thought it was kind of funny because to me, I'm thinking the holes are underneath the Jeep somewhere. Look, you're trying would, to write why, something. Why would up. there be sunlight? You're trying to write something up for your product, and you got to throw things in. You can't just get put on there. It's great, get it. I mean, you know, you got to put some some other reasons. <laughs> I, I understand that, but also we have we have listeners that are newbies. I just want to make sure they caught that UV damage. I, I want to make oh, sure. Oh no, I, I ask those questions too, and, and and thank you for doing that. But you know, there also is going to be some pain associated with it. <laughs> so <laughs> now you also got to think, you know, uh, how long are you going to own a Jeep for? Uh, there's a lot of people out there that have owned their Jeep for 20 years, uh, and, uh, and and so you know, after 20 years of being exposed to daylight, not necessarily direct UV sun, you know, uh, direct sunlight, but uh, just, you know, exposed, uh, things are going to start to fade. And, uh, and so they've, they've at least addressed that issue. Uh, now, with that said, uh, right now, they only have things for the JK series and the JLJT series of, of Jeeps. Uh, I would love to see them make something for the TJ. Uh, as we all know, the TJ has some uh, some rusty frame issues after a, a, a period of time, uh, and uh, at least in certain areas uh, of the nation. Uh, up here in a rainy, very rainy area of the of the nation, uh, it, it's a hit or miss. Uh, depends on where the Jeep came from, because uh, we don't salt our roads out here. Uh, so if the Jeep does come from a salt belt, well, then that's going to be an issue. All the more reason if you live in an, in an area where uh, they salt the roads during the winter, I would say this is a must oh, have. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, now that you must have a set of frame plugs for your own Jeep, we're going to make it very easy for you. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the link in the show notes for episode 535 to get a set of these Black Fork Tool Jeep frame plugs for your own Jeep. Why did you become a paid subscriber to the Jeep Talk Show? Jeep Talk Show is written by weekly rotation. Look forward to it every week, each and every Friday. You can be a paid subscriber and help support the show you love, the Jeep Talk Show. I support a great podcast. been a lifelong Jeeper myself. Continue to learn with each and every episode that I listen to. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com and look for the big yellow subscribe button. Absolutely. If you like Jeeps, anything to do with Jeeps, I like it for the, the technical, clear content, advice, and learning. Hey, Thanksgiving's coming up, and if you're thankful for the Jeep Talk Show, maybe it's time you do a little giving. Uh, go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and uh, scroll on down and see how to uh, become a paid subscriber to the show. We really appreciate it. Hey, and think and thinking about Thanksgiving week, don't we have an announcement about the show for we that do, week? We do. Uh, we're going to have turkey here. How about you guys? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Wendy I'm sorry. was trying to get Tony to talk. <laughs> there we go. About. That's what she was wanting. That's it. No. That's it. <laughs> now, what uh, Wendy was trying to get Tony to talk about was the Jeep talk show for the first time in, jeez, uh, what? 102 years. We are going to take a small break. Uh, we are going to take a vacation around the holiday, uh, at least around Thanksgiving. So the week of Thanksgiving uh, you will not have access to a live Zoom room uh, to enjoy the Jeep Talk Show as we are recording it. Uh, we are going to take a week and uh, take a break, enjoy some family time, enjoy some turkey, uh, probably too much turkey and too much stuffing, and uh, and otherwise not be in the studio. Uh, so uh, we know that you guys uh, would love to have some Jeep Talk Show. So that doesn't mean you can't still go over to the JeepTalkShow.com uh, website, check it out, what we got over there. And since we're going to be off, well, there's no sense you can't call into the show. And you can do that a number of ways as well. Just head over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find a way to uh, go ahead and reach out to us via phone or by email. And we'd love to hear your happy holiday wishes. Oh, you know, this kind of dovetails into uh, if you're missing the Jeep Talk Show and want to hang out with uh, Jeep Talk Show folks, 
you can go over to our Discord server and uh, sign up and join and have a chat. And then you can ask 37,000 times, where's the episodes? There's no episodes <laughs> this happened? week. What happened? Speaking of well, 37,000 posts, it must have taken me 15 minutes to catch up on Discord. Isn't today. it busy? It's really busy. It got real busy real quick. Uh, it so. does. Wow. Uh, unfortunately, Wendy went on there and said hi, and then nothing for you know, Nobody like was an there. hour. I'm like, yeah, well, she just toasted a, a bad time. <laughs> I, uh, apparently, yeah. But I was also going to say that on that Thanksgiving weekend, if you need to listen to the Jeep Talk show, we have a great library that they can go back and listen to all the episodes. That's right. So it's a great weekend to get caught up is what I'm thinking. Go go back to episode 200, our special episode 200, and uh, find out about the Henway. If you, if you don't already know about the Henway, find <laughs> out about the Henway episode 200. That's, that'll be a really good one to, to listen to. So and, Tam, and I mentioned Tammy. Tammy was on Discord as well. So you may uh, see all the hosts uh, on there at uh, one point or another. But uh, you I'm can, trying. You can uh, <laughs> you can go over to Discord and and I'll mention this because uh, Wendy, you were asking about it. You know, you just don't get Discord. It is like a uh, it's just like texting, except it's yeah. like for a group. So you're you're going to be sending text messages to one or more people. Sometimes you're the only one there. Other times there's going to be a lot of people there. But when they show up, they will see what you posted. They'll, okay. they'll, they'll see the text message and they may respond to you, you know, seven hours after you put up your, yeah. <laughs> later. you know, just like a text message that you get on your phone that you don't respond to quickly. Uh, yeah. Just like that. So uh, it, it's for slow conversations or conversations when you have time. So uh, anyway, you can go over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and you will see the invitation link for the Discord server for the, the Jeep Talk Show. Go to uh, the uh, hashtag general area when you get there because that's where all the, 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 the shenanigans are. From the mind of Nikki G. Hey, this is Nikki G. And last week, Josh, you talked about uh, teenagers that stole a Jeep in uh, your home state, Oregon. I can't believe it. What is the state of Oregon stooped to that now that teens are stealing vehicles? Jeez, that, that's that's unreal. But you could tell it was a Jeep because the police officer tried to pull, pull it over for faulty equipment. But that's <laughs> not why I'm calling. I'm calling to tell you I got a Get Better Soon card. Yeah, I'm not sick. They just want me to do better. <laughs> Hold on. I, I can do better. Last week at work on Casual Friday, I dressed up as an almond. Yeah, everybody at work thought I was nuts. All right, boys and girls, I'll chat at you later. Have a good one. Bye. That's what it took. Charles, that, that was the line in the sand. Charles's <laughs> son. We uh, we understand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't hate Nikki G though. <laughs> we I like Nikki G. That's the, one of my favorite Nikki. parts. Oh yeah, love, 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 love the Nikki, Nikki G. Nikki. <laughs> yeah. From around the world. Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty, hill boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview. And tonight we're going to be talking with David Johnson. David is the president and founder of Northridge 4x4. Established in 2001 as a decidedly modest affair. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad, man. I think that's what happened with uh, Apple and uh, Microsoft. 
Uh, David started building bumpers for uh, Jeep TJs out of his father, Brian Johnson's 1,200-square-foot garage. It wasn't long before the business started to grow, and Brian started helping out when he wasn't working as a police officer. By 2007, the need for a much larger facility was required. They broke ground on their current location in Silverdale, Washington, and moved into a 13,000-square-foot facility in October of 2010. Northridge 4x4 now have locations in Kentucky, Canada, Utah, with over four, I was going to say 440 employees. I'm sure you'll get the 400 soon. <laughs> While Northridge offers products and services for all kinds of four-wheel drive vehicles, we still specialize in aftermarket Jeep parts and accessories, and we are still that small family-run business at heart. So uh, actually right now, as you're listening to this, go over to Northridge 4x4 or 4 x 4 dot com and uh, you know check it out you'll uh, especially like the uh, the the moto built bumpers that I got for the 2021 Jeep Gladiator which I'll be uh, talking more about that during the interview I'm sure David thank you very much for joining us yeah thanks for having me so uh, as I was mentioning the uh, the bumpers uh, <laughs> I tell you what whenever you're going to go buy something uh, for a brand new vehicle it's it's a bit um, it's a bit disconcerting. What you know? Who do I go to? Who do I trust to 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 get this? And I was digging around through a lot of uh, front bumpers because I want to make sure that I didn't uh, uh, knock down any of the air by the winch on the front. I want to make sure I had full air through there because uh, the Gladiator I got it has the, the towing package on it, and I didn't want to uh, cause any overheating. So once I finally depend, uh, found out uh, what bumper I thought I wanted, which was the Motovilt. Uh, I, uh, I needed to find a place to get it from. Now, I think Motobilt actually had a kind of a long waiting time on it. And uh, after seeing uh, some of the uh, YouTube videos that, that you guys put out, installation videos that you guys put out, which are very good, by the way, uh, I, uh, I thought, well, let me, let me check out uh, Northridge 4x4 and uh, see what kind of uh, uh, shipping time they have on there. And I was surprised. You guys had much better shipping than Motobilt. And uh, you actually had uh, free shipping on anything that was over $70. Now, make sure you let me know if that's changed. But I know just a, a month or so ago, that's the, what, what I did. And I thought, man, if I can get a bumper with free shipping, hell yeah. So uh, I've been, uh, I was just blown away. Uh, I think that, uh, that that front bumper that I got for the Gladiator, I think I ordered it on either a Monday or a Tuesday. And I received it on Thursday. Now, you know, your shipping times may vary, but that's what happened with me. And it was, it was uh, delivered in time for me to talk about it on that episode, that, uh, that evening's episode that we recorded. So it was very timely. And uh, I know that we've had several people, several listeners talk about uh, they've gone through Northridge 4x4 to get, get their parts. Yeah, one, one thing that we really pride ourselves on is our in-stock messaging on our website. So if anybody ever goes to our website, um, right on the product page, you'll, you'll be able to tell if it's in-stock or out-of-stock. It'll give you a message. Um, we got the green check mark that says in stock. That literally means we physically have it in stock. So I know there's some of our competitors out there that they in stock on everything and they call you afterwards after you place your order and say, hey, we don't have that. Uh, that does not happen with us. We, our inventory is a live feed through all eight of our warehouses now. And, uh, you know, 99.9% of the time it's accurate. And if you order it, it will ship out that same day. Um, I think that's the world we live in today. That's what we have to be, right? Um, I know that 
even myself, I order something online and I'm checking the tracking number five minutes later. <laughs> of like, course, hey, what is, am it I get this thing? <laughs> is it here yet? Is it here yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've made the decision to get the thing and then, you know, it's, it's normal to want it as, as quickly as possible. So I think you guys are spot, spot on here, uh, getting that stuff out uh, quickly. And, and it's not an easy task. There's a lot of stuff that has to be put in place for that to happen. And I'm sure a lot of accountability when it doesn't. So uh, I've, I've ordered three things from you guys. I got the, uh, the Motobuilt uh, Crusher front bumper, the stubby one. I got the uh, Motobuilt Crusher rear bumper uh, and uh, the additional brackets to tie it into the, uh, the, the frame behind the bed. And uh, I got the uh, Rugged Ridge um, uh, Amphib Snorkel most recently and saved shipping on all three of them. Uh, shipping was very quick. Oh, and by the way, the, the rear bumper uh, was a 30-day, uh, wouldn't be in stock for 30 days. And I think I got it in a week and a half. So I don't know if I caught it at the right time. <laughs> the, the joke on the show was that my, one of my co-hosts will say, well, they heard, they heard, it, heard that you had ordered a bumper. So they you know, went over there and told Motobelt, chop, chop, we need a bumper. So that was, that was the joke. That's the reason why I got it so quick because, you know, the cheap talk show that you've never heard of before. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, one thing we're trying to work on is the items that we do not have in stock, we normally list them if we don't know a reasonable lead time or an accurate lead time, we list average of 30 days. Uh, um, and that, that will get us, you know, covered most of the time. We want to set the customer's expectations that, hey, this may not be very quick. And then the ones we do know for sure, like there's some on our website that sh show like 200 days right now because some, some of these manufacturers are completely out. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to just make sure the customer's aware that we don't physically have it in stock and it's out of our control how long it's going to be. But it could be, it could ship the next day. It could ship in 30 days. Um, and that's our, our next, real big leap for 2022 is to get all this API information from every single manufacturer so we can have like up to the minute lead times on stuff we don't even have. Um, that would be a, a, a big step for us. Yeah, that's a great idea. And uh, basically what he's talking about there, folks, if you don't know what API is, is uh, a, 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 like a, an internet link, a electronic link back to the manufacturer that they would be able to tell uh, Northridge uh, programmatically, automatically, so to speak, and then they would be able to, to tell when these parts were going to be available, which is great because, you know, information uh, to the customer is key. Uh, and it's great that you guys don't play that game where, yeah, give us your money and then we'll see if we can hold on to it while you're waiting the 30 days because we need the money now. Uh, so, yeah, I, I like that. It's great. And uh, some t you don't like seeing this going to be 30 days. Uh, but uh, it's better to see that it was 30 days and, and get it in 7 or 14 uh, than uh, expect it in uh, 3 to 4 days and, and get it in 35. So uh, that's yeah, a good decision. I'll tell you, with the, uh, the state of the industry right now, <laughs> 30 days is actually really quick. Um, supply chain is just really, really bad right now. Yeah, and that's got to be uh, that's gotta be hurting you guys. I'm sure you're getting a lot of customer service uh, uh, inquiries about that too. And uh, and, and, and watch the news probably isn't the, the easiest thing to say to them when they call. <laughs> no, and we're, we're trying not to, you know, when we first started getting the inquiries, we'd say, you know, COVID and hey, customers are just tired of hearing that excuse, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, I don't want to hear about COVID. Um, but, you know, and unfortunately, you know, uh, a majority of, of 
Jeep parts are made overseas, unfortunately. Um, we all know how many cargo ships are sitting out in the bays, um, you know, just waiting to be unloaded. Um, but that goes back to setting the customer's proper expectations. And, and if you've got that green check mark and it shows in stock at Northridge, you are going to get that part shipped. Um, you don't have to wait for it. We still get today, I'm going to say 30 emails a day saying, hey, this show's in stock. Is it really in stock? <laughs> um, you can, you can trust me. Tell me the truth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're blown away by it. We've even done some videos and Instagram posts like, hey, in stock really means in stock at Northridge. We're sorry that our competitors don't do it that way, but, you know, we, we're not like that. So, um, you know, it's just one of those things that we, we pride ourselves on is having inventory. With our eight warehouses now, um, millions of dollars worth of inventory, uh, we want to be a place where you get your parts because we know as an avid Jeep enthusiast, you know, you want your parts two minutes after you order it, right? So we want to try and meet that expectation. Sure, sure. Well, I think Amazon, uh, to a large, large degree, has uh, hurt the industry with... Uh with their shipping because everybody that goes to Amazon, they get it, you know, sometimes the same day or the next day. And uh, everybody thinks that if Amazon could do it, uh, everybody else should be able to do it too, which which uh, Amazon, I think, does a lot of it because of, uh, you know, how much money they have uh, involved in the uh, the situation. So it makes the, the, the smaller uh, companies uh, harder to do. But I was really impressed with uh, how fast I got this stuff from you guys. Uh, I didn't expect it to be that fast, and uh, that always helps. Uh, but, uh, I mean, a 70 pound bumper in three days, that's, that was amazing. So you can tell you guys are really on top of it over there. Like you said, get the, the, the shipment out the same day. You can, I could tell it firsthand. So let me ask you something, yeah. uh, about black Friday. Now you guys are going to be, uh, I'm surely sure that you guys are going to be particip- participating in black Friday. Um, how is this going to, this is going to work as far as uh, what you have in stock and not in stock. Are you going to be. Uh, selling things at Black Friday prices, and then you know it may be shipped later when it's available. How, how is that going to work? Yeah, I'm still uh, working on all the deals for Black Friday. Um, we've got about 55 deals from manufacturers right now. I'm hoping to have 80 to 90 by the time it rolls out. But we'll be selling. It's it's the best sale of the year. Um, it's because our manufacturers support us during this sale. So what that means is they they help us give you a deal. Um, there's not that much money in these Jeep parts to be able to, to give huge discounts year round. Um, so this is one of those times where the expectations there, we want to meet that expectation. Um, so we'll be selling, um, hopefully we'll be, we're, we're trying to push more of the stuff that we have in stock and our inventory levels are really good right now. So, um, you know, just, again, check that green check mark and, and really at the end of the day too, if we don't have it in stock, the deals we're giving you, um, it's kind of like buying some patience in a sense, right? Like right. you're not going to get this, you're not going to get this deal in a month after Black Friday. So, um, you know, that 15 or 20% off, whatever that item is, that's just buying a little bit patience to, uh, to wait to get that part. Okay. So basically uh, what you're saying is go over to Northridge 4x4.com, uh, look for the Black Friday deals. And uh, if it's in stock, then no problem. You'll get it the fast shipping like you normally do. If it's not in stock, you'll get, still get a great savings. 
and then you'll get it whenever uh, it's able to humanly possible get it to you. So uh, yeah, and our, our system does a really good job of first in, first out. So if you place an order for something we don't have, then let's say a hundred other jeepers buy the same part that day. Whoever gets the order in first goes out first. Um, and then our customer service team, I would like to think they are wor- world class. Um, you know, we have customers who email us every day for an update. We give them the best update we can give them. We call the manufacturer. I mean, we're there to support. You know, that's kind of what I wanted to comment on on what you said about Amazon and their shipping. Amazon does do a very good job in shipping. What they don't do a very good job in that we offer is the tech support and customer service. Right. Um, the longest hold time that I've seen in the last month at Northridge is about two minutes. Oh, so, wow. And that's, that's, that's really an anomaly. Like we don't, most people don't wait on hold. I, I don't like hold. <laughs> I don't, I know our customers don't like hold. So you can reach us. We're all enthusiasts. I mean, our parking lot is full of, you know, we're up to 50 employees now. Um, and I think we have something like 38 Jeeps in the parking lot. Um, <laughs> That's great. So it's, it's, yeah, it's good that our, the people that are answering the phone when you call can relate to what questions you're asking. Yeah, that's great. They can also relate to uh, wanting that part in uh, as, uh, as quickly as possible. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you pointed that out because you don't, you don't talk to people at Amazon. <laughs> you just order from there and they get it to you real quick. So, yeah, if you need any assistance uh, in the, uh, the product or maybe it's missing a bolt or uh, the bolt doesn't line up like it's supposed to uh, and uh, you, you haven't read the instructions yet, you can call customer service. <laughs> Uh, I know everybody. Yeah, exactly. reads, I know everybody reads the instructions. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and never... We're really trying. You know, we have to differentiate ourselves from Amazon, right? Oh, like absolutely. we all know, if everybody orders off Amazon, there's not going to be any off-road shops left. Um, so we have to differentiate ourselves and, and try and be different and offer services that they just can't physically offer. And that's when it comes to the the tech and customer service. Like, you know, we can call and or you can call and, and get help any time of the day. Um, and then back to Black Friday, I kind of skipped around there. Uh, I don't believe in Black November. It's kind of a, a thing that a lot of retailers are starting to do. So we launched Black Friday um, on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving, and it ends Monday night at midnight. Oh, great. And the reason we do, yeah, it's it's very short and sweet, but the reason we do that is because our manufacturers don't want to, don't want us to give the deals that we're giving for a very long time. So the shorter the, the actual Black Friday event, the better the deals can be. Um, and so that's what we've really focused on. And, you know, you got about four or five days to, to really dig in and get what you want, order what you want. And, you know, if you're listening, I would get in there Wednesday night Make sure you get whatever you want when it's in stock because I guarantee we're going to sell out of stuff by Sunday and Monday. Yep. So uh, in case you don't have a calendar in front of you, that's uh, November the 24th, and that's through the 29th. That would be uh, Wednesday through Monday, if I, if I understood you correctly, David. That is correct, yep. Excellent. So, uh, and uh, is it all online? If somebody wanted to do Black Friday, is it online? Or should they uh, call in to place an order? Uh, I mean, uh, I would think online would be the, the, the way most people would do it. 
Yeah, online, but we're also, again, we're, we're going to be on the phones ready to go. We actually really enjoy this sales event because the phone doesn't stop ringing and we answer a call, put it down, another one comes up. Um, we're, we actually have extended hours. We're going to be working 7 to 7 on Friday and 7 to 7 on Saturday as well. Um, we are not working Sunday, and then we're working 7 to 7 on uh, Monday. So you can absolutely call in if you have questions, or you can order online if you don't have questions and you know what you're looking for. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. You may not, you may think that you want that bumper, but you have a question about it before you uh, actually buy it. So uh, there you go. That's another good reason uh, to, uh, to, to go with uh, people that actually talk to you. And two-minute waiting, that's, that's amazing. I think that, that alone is uh, a good reason to call in. So, uh, well, yeah, and, and that's the worst case scenario. That's the worst one I've seen in the last month. So most people aren't waiting at all. That's great. Um, so let me back you up. Something, uh, something hit me while we were talking about this, and I'm thinking about all these uh, companies that you're having to talk to and meetings that you're having to go to and worry about employees from what it was 40, now it's 50. Uh, how, how often do you uh, wish that you were back in that 1,200-foot, uh, square-foot garage making bumpers <laughs> for TJs? <laughs> oh, man. Focusing on uh, one thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's pros and cons to both, right? I think that uh, my job over the, over the years has changed drastically from being the guy who was building the bumpers and working on the Jeeps and, and selling the parts. I, I did that all, all the way up until about 2018. And now my job has transitioned more into people and growth and, and worrying about the future. Um, and I'll tell you the, the most satisfying or gratifying thing for me is these 50 employees that we really consider them all family. Um, I have employees, you know, we didn't move in a new facility until 2010 and I have like 90% of those employees that I hired in 2010 still with us today. Um, so very low turnover, um, they really love their job. They love the customers that they talk to. Um, you know, it's just a fun job. I think the one thing we have to remember in our business is we're a want business, not a need. Nobody needs to call us and buy beadlock wheels, right? They right. want to call us and buy beadlock wheels. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so it's a little different, a little different process. You know, we're not, you're not calling us to schedule, you know, a root canal or something like that. You know, <laughs> it's not something right. you don't look forward to. <laughs> Something you have to do as opposed to something you want to do. So, yeah. Yeah. So to, to answer your question, there is times I'd like to go back and, and just be the three guys in the garage. Um, but then there's more times, I think, when we're doing what we're doing today and, and able to get stuff shipped in so quickly and get it in the hands of customers so quickly and the customer service reviews that we get. I mean, it's very gratifying and, and I like where we're at today. So would it be a, a, a decent guess that uh, since you were making TJ bumpers, you had a TJ at the time? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, so I was kind of born into this enthusiast group market. Uh, my father had a CJ when I was born. Um, I drove it when I was growing up. Uh, my first Jeep was a CJ. And then I bought a TJ. Um, and that was like 25 Jeeps later, oh, <laughs> you know, wow. now, yeah. now we're, um, 
but I've never uh, I've never owned something other than a a Jeep or or a Chrysler product. It's it's kind of weird. No, I mean uh, the TJ, and I would assume it had the 4.0 in it. Uh, what a great combination! And uh, uh, I'll, as your uh, legal advisor, I will say, don't answer this question. But was uh, the Jeep TJ the last great uh, Wrangler made? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that would start lots of debates. <laughs> well, David, this isn't Again, like I this is one, one our business because I don't have a TJ. <laughs> I, I think it all has a place. Um, you know, when I had my TJ, um, my kids were very young, like one and two years old and just getting car seats in and out of the back and things like that. It was like a very painful experience. Um, and then the JK came along and it opened up the Jeep world to many more customers. Yep. Um, you know, yes, it opened it up to soccer moms and things like that, but it also opened it up to a lot more customers who could drive it on a daily basis. And then, you know, now we're in the JL, JT. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's evolved and it's been great. Oh, no, definitely. I uh, I mentioned before we started the recording that I bought a, a 98 uh, Jeep Cherokee, uh, brand new off the showroom floor, still have it. And uh, I was up there looking for a TJ and uh, had picked one out, brought my wife in to uh, get, you know, get the wife uh okay on it we're both uh we had never had a jeep at that point but both of us had wanted jeeps all of our lives or at least from you know adulthood on so uh we we were waiting to talk to a uh a salesperson and they had a bright red uh classic uh cherokee on the on the floor and i thought hey this is the color we like it's a jeep it's a you know four-wheel drive jeep and uh, our daughters which were three and four at the time uh, we'll be able to get them in and out, uh, you know, easier than in that TJ. So kind of along the same lines that you're talking about. So we went with the Cherokee and it, uh, gosh, I guess it was, uh, 10, 12 years later before we got a TJ. And now my wife drives the TJ and up until, uh, getting the gladiator, I've been uh, driving the, uh, the Cherokee daily for 23 years. So, and, and you said, it's kind of strange, you know, why you haven't had anything but Jeep or Chrysler products. I love the Jeep. I love the my uh, 98 Cherokee. I love the, the 4.0 that's in it, AW4 transmission. It's gotten me back and forth. Sure, it's it's had some problems, but, but 99% of the time, it gets me to where I'm going. Yeah, I mean, I've been very happy with all of my purchases. And I guess the best part about the Jeep, in my opinion, it, you know, one of the best parts, I guess, is they're relatively easy to repair. Yep. You know, our shop can pretty much, you know, fix anything. They're not... You know, I guess the JL and JT kind of changes what I'm saying here a little bit, but they're not all computer controlled. And, you know, anything that happens to a TJ with a straight six in it, we can fix any of it. Like, it, I don't need to hire some, you know, buy a big computer or anything to plug it in. It, it's great. So when you say shop, do you actually work on uh, Jeeps at your facility? Oh, yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, that's really cool. So yep, you got we, some hands-on people there. Oh yeah, yeah. We have two two full installation centers, one in Utah, one in Washington. Um and the one in Washington has been there since 2010. That's how I started. I e-commerce wasn't part of how we started. Um we started building customers rigs in the shop. And I was the guy doing the wrenching with my father. Um he came in the evenings to help and uh you know, now we have 
seven technicians in Washington, uh, three in Utah. Um, and it's, I think our Washington shop is booked up about 90 days right now. Oh, that's, so it's, it that's, keeps very, very that's, busy. That's really good. That says a lot right there. So how long do you have to wait when you want something added to or fixed on your Jeep? <laughs> that's a great point. <laughs> so I have a, uh, I have a new gladiator and, uh, I've had it for about two years and we put a six, four Hemi in it at the shop. And then I've had all the rest of the parts, Dana ultimate sixties, um, you know, bead locks, 40 inch tires, all this stuff sitting there waiting. And it's been about 18 months and oh. it's still sitting there. Oh. We, uh, you know, I, I put the customer first. Um, you know, if we ever slow down, we'll work on mine. Or if I really, you know, I'll probably end up doing it in the old garage. <laughs> we still, we still have it. Somebody's getting uh, fired. <laughs> no. <laughs> The boss, I, the boss is working on his own Jeep. Why didn't you guys do the stuff? <laughs> I'll have to find the keys to the toolbox and see if I can get it open. I, it's been a couple of years since I've been wrenching on the Jeeps, but we, uh, that's one really big point about having the shops is we take our sales team and our customer service team down to the shop about once a month and we do trainings so that they really know what they're talking about when a customer calls that's a great you idea know, what, a tie, what a tie rod what a drag link all these things uh, it really helps them talk with confidence with the customers sure sure so speaking of tie rods uh our, our bent tie rods i see that you guys are selling uh, bronco suspension uh systems we are yeah so northridge 4x4 um has really been jeep focused but I think our name allows us to, you know, kind of broaden that a little bit. Sure. Um, and we got, we've got our Bronco um, about four months ago. And we've been diving into it and really seeing all the, <laughs> the opportunities to upgrade. <laughs> um, and we are going to, you know, we don't want to alienate our Jeep customers. We understand that Jeep customers are Jeep customers. But the, the Ford Bronco I believe opens a lot of opportunity for us to grow um, and we can really uh, with our vendors that we already have our infrastructure you know we we're going to hit the ground running and, and be able to supply a lot of Bronco parts to our customers. That's great well there's a lot of jeepers uh, in social media that talk a lot about the Bronco it's a uh, it's it's I don't think it's as it is as exciting as when the Gladiator was released uh, but uh, it's a very exciting thing, and uh, that means there's going to be uh, people with Broncos, or at least Bronco questions. And uh, <laughs> the anytime a vehicle comes out with uh, with weak spots, and I alluded to the uh, the tie rod ends uh, bending, uh, there's uh, that's great for uh, aftermarket. So uh, yeah, I think I've seen, uh, or it's been pointed out to me, a couple of weaknesses on the Bronco so far. Uh, the uh, how far the shocks hang down in the back, the shock shock mounts in the back, and of course. Seeing the uh, the wheels pointing different directions, uh, opposite directions, <laughs> off road. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah. So I, th I think that's a great idea, and there's nothing wrong with uh, uh, supporting other vehicles. Uh, I mean, I, th I think the Jeep love is is always going to be there. I mean, you're a Jeep owner, and uh, you've been uh, dealing with them for, gosh, I guess since you were born. So there's uh, yeah. Be, I would be really surprised if you if you went off to a Bronco or a Subaru or anything else. Yeah, no, I won't be going. I I uh, drove the Bronco. I went and picked it up at the 
at the dealership, drove it to the shop, threw the keys to the marketing guy and said, okay, I'm done. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to be in this thing anymore. Um, It's just, you know, I'm a Jeep guy and and that will never change. And, you know, there's going to be people that love the Bronco and hate the Jeep and vice versa. And we're going to support them both. Yeah, well, we've seen that with uh, Toyotas as well. And then there's even people on the side-by-sides that would rather be doing that than uh, proper off-roading. So, and I, I'm giving the side-by-side people a hard time. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Owen, David, I think there was a, a little uh, a little something-something you were going to do for our listeners. Yeah, I, you know, I think that uh, our discount codes are, are pretty popular, and I think we should have one specifically for the show and for the listeners. Um, the code is Jeep Talk Show, and the way these codes work is it's a, it's a difference between 0 and 20% discount. And everybody's going, well, why, why is that? Well, some manufacturers don't allow us to discount at all. Right. So we just can't do it. If we, if we get caught discounting some of these manufacturers, we actually get our license pulled from us, and we can't sell that product anymore. And obviously, that's not worth it, right? And then some of our products, we get a bigger margin, and shipping's a little less. And it, there's a whole lot that goes into determining how much of a discount we can give on these items. So the discount code is anywhere from 0, 5, 10, 15, or 20%. And once you put an item in your cart and put that code in the discount field, it will show up how much the discount is, and it will also tell you if it's not applicable. So pretty easy to use. Discount code is Jeep Talk Show. Um, and, we'll, we, and we'll track it, and the more revenue we generate from it, the more things we can do for the show is in giveaways and Christmas party stuff and all kinds of stuff. Oh, that'd be great. Um, so uh, you'll just go and, and pick whatever it is that you're going to pick and uh, when you check out, just use the code Jeep Talk Show, and then you can look and see if it's uh, applicable or uh, what the percentage uh, discount is. So I, I think that's a wonderful deal. It, it, it's kind of fun to, you know, kind of hunt and, and, and peck type thing. Well, ooh, how much are you going to get for this? I'd like to have this, and uh, uh, you can uh, kind of play with that. Now, is this going to be active during Black Friday? Yeah, that's what I was just going to mention. So the, no discount codes are active during Black Friday. Yeah, I would think so. so. All of our prices are, are the lowest that we can put them during that time. And the deals are, are going to be better during Black Friday than any of our discount codes because of the manufacturer support that we're getting on those deals. Um, so it's a, no need for that. You can just log in or go to our website, pick out the price, and that's what it is. All right. So if you guys are waiting for Black Friday to make your purchase, you won't have to worry about a discount code. But uh, maybe uh, you just uh, don't have it. You know, you had to buy that turkey and couldn't afford to uh, get that uh, $1,500 rear bumper at the time. Uh, you can still look at getting a discount, perhaps getting a discount uh, after Black Friday. Uh, David, tell the kids, you know how the kids love the social media. Uh, how, how can they uh, find out more about uh, Northridge 4x4, see some pictures, maybe uh, shop pictures, maybe uh, some of the goings-on behind the scenes? Yeah, so Instagram is Northridge Nation. Um, Facebook is Northridge 4x4. YouTube's Northridge 4x4. Um, I know we have a TikTok, and I think it's just Northridge 4x4 as well. And some of the people marketing are having some fun with that one. We really haven't dove in, you know, 100% on TikTok yet, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be the next evolution of our marketing team. Yep. Yeah. I think I just uh, followed you guys uh, yesterday or, or TikTok you. I don't know what the, the term is for, for TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I still call so, it TikTok. One thing that, <laughs> yeah. One, one major thing that I should let everybody know is 
get in on our new our email newsletter. Um, if you go to the front page of our website, you can sign up there. We only send two out a week. We don't try and spam everybody, but it really updates you on new manufacturers we're bringing on, out-of-stock products that are back in stock, um, some sales, promotions, giveaways, all kinds of things. Um, so the newsletter is, is, is key. And I know a lot of people you know, don't like all the spam emails, but uh, like I said, we only send two a week. We don't send seven like some of our competitors. All right, and I have one final uh, very important question. Uh, I have about, uh, gosh, 250, 300 uh, entries for the Jeep Gladiator giveaway. Uh, will this interview keep me from being able to, to win that Gladiator or, uh, <laughs> or that Wrangler? <laughs> I, we we should have talked about and that. Actually, I, didn't, I didn't realize you actually giving away Jeeps, and I, we didn't talk about that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, so we're, you know, last year we did a Jeep giveaway. And really, the, the goal here for the Giveaway Jeep is to build as many YouTube videos as we can for, you know, like you mentioned, the Motorbuilt bumper that you, you watch our YouTube video, you got the confidence to buy it and install it. And that's our goal with these giveaways, too. And, and you'd be amazed how much email we get and phone calls of saying, you're not giving away a Jeep. This is, this is BS. And we're like, no, we are. Um, and and have. You gave, you gave them away last year. So this is two new ones. Yeah, so last year we gave away one. This year we're giving away two. Um, it's a Gladiator and then a JL. Um, and it's, I mean, they are super nice Jeeps. We have a uh, third-party company that handles all of this, so you're still eligible. Um, and they take all the sales and, and compute all the entries, and then they pick the winner. Um, we don't have anything to do with who wins it. The only thing we have to do is get the Jeep done. Um, which during the COVID time has been stressful. <laughs> and right. then we got to get it um, announced who the winner is. So um, we are going to be announcing the winners of this of these two Jeeps about the middle of January. Um, you're allowed to mail in an entry. And so when it ends on December 31st, we have to allow those mail-in entries to all come in. And then they pick a winner, vet the winner, and then tell us who it is, and then we announce it and arrange for them to uh, fly out or we ship it to them, whatever they prefer. Last year's winter flew out. We had a great time. We took him off-roading. Um, he's turned out to be a great friend of ours now. I mean, it's just it's great. Um, well, that's really cool. It's, it's really it's, nice. It's turned out really well. Yeah, that is great. So, well, I'm glad to hear that. I mean, I'm sorry to hear that it's a it's handled by a third party because I was going to talk to you after we got done recording here and see if I could work a deal with you on, on winning that uh, <laughs> that Wrangler. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, the the Gladiator, we love the Gladiator. Actually, my wife's been driving it more than me since I'm working from home. And uh, the only uh, so uh, I was kind of I wasn't really clear on on picking which one to pick as far as I think I picked the the Wrangler. And uh, so I've got all these entries. Does that mean that's how many entries I I, ha I have to to request to win, or that that's how many I have to win? No, that's how many you have to win. And um, as far as I know, you don't get to pick. You may win both of them. I mean, technically, they're going to draw two different name or two oh, names. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we don't know how this is going to work. Two gladiators but, would be fine. Uh, they, they just won't fit in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's 
we've had some feedback like that. They're like, well, we already have a Jeep. I'm like, well, you know, I don't think you turn down a free one, no. but if you do, okay. No, no, no. Um, That's and and you there guys is are... a cash option available. If somebody wins it and doesn't want it, they can go to the cash option. Personally, I wouldn't go that route because this Jeep is. I mean, both these Jeeps are super nice, and and they have a ton of aftermarket parts yeah. on them. I mean, I um, think the the Gladiator is being set up like a overlanding setup with a uh, a rack in the back and all that stuff. So yeah, I. Would, I, would th- I don't know if that's an actual Jeeper that we turned down a Jeep, but uh, I don't know everybody's story. So, you know, it just dawned on me, uh, who is the gentleman that uh, that does the videos for you, that's in the video? Yes, yeah, so that's Tech Tim. Tech Tim. Uh, Tim, Tim is a, uh, he's been in the industry a long time. He used to work at ARB as their tech support manager. Um, he's written articles for ma- various magazines. And uh, I bumped into him at SEMA one year, and I said, hey, what are you doing these days? I need uh, somebody to do some videos. And so Tim's been doing it for uh, four or five years now, I think. And uh, he brings a lot of knowledge, um, and he's doing a great job. We're, We're hoping to grow our YouTube channel exponentially in the coming years. Well, like I said before, uh, the reason why I, I went with Northridge was I saw the videos, so it made me aware of you guys more so than just seeing something that pops up on a search. And uh, I thought he did a great job on the videos that I were specific to what I was doing with my Gladiator. And uh, frankly, when we reached out to you guys to get an interview, I, I kind of figured it was going to be him since he's kind of like your public face. But uh, very happy to, to get you on here. So. Uh, yeah, if you uh, if you talk to him, tell him uh, that uh, the, the Jeep Talk Show loves what he's doing there on YouTube, and we'll be continuing to watch uh, the, the videos that come out. Will do. Yeah, thanks. All right, David, that's it. Uh, took you. <laughs> this happens when I have a great interview guest. Is this, I just ramble on and on, and I apologize for that. So uh, much longer interview. The, the, the listeners love it, though. They get more information, and uh, we I think we uncovered uh, several aspects of uh Northridge that uh, I'm sure they weren't aware of, and I know I wasn't. So, like, just having the shop. Now I know where Tim was uh, doing the uh, the YouTube's in. He was doing it in one of your shops, so that makes sense. Yep. <laughs> All right, David, thank you very much for uh, making time for us, and uh, we'd love to have you again sometime, especially if you got something, uh, some information you'd like to get out to our, our listeners. Yeah, thanks for having me. You got tech questions? Ah, what do I ever... We have answers. Oh, that's good. I can, I, it's Tech Talk with Jeep Talk. So I was looking back through our massive history of tech topics covered here on the show, and I realized something that we have barely talked about at all, and it's the one thing our Jeeps absolutely cannot run without having a good supply of. No, it's, it's not air. We've actually talked about intakes, snorkels, and even exhaust quite a bit. No, it's not oil or wishes or prayers even, although mm-hmm. I've met a few Jeeps in the past that wouldn't run without a heavy dose of the latter. What I'll be talking about over the next few episodes is the fuel systems in our Jeeps. There are three different and distinct systems at play here regardless of what Jeep you drive. We'll cover each one and learn what makes them work, what their differences are, and in the end, we'll talk about the things that you can do to maintain, clean, and possibly even improve on them. So this will primarily focus on fuel injection, but we'll cover some of the carburation as well. So if you have a Jeep and it runs on some sort of fuel, then you're going to want to stay tuned. So let's go back to where it all started. No, I'm not going to go clear back to the war where it all began, but let's skip forward a few decades and start with the first generation Wrangler and its transition from carburetor to fuel injection. 
If you're not familiar with carburetors, well, it's nothing really intimidating. A carburetor or carb is a mechanical device that sits on top of the engine's uh, intake manifold. As you press down on the accelerator, multiple things all happen at once. To keep it simple, the carb opens up a butterfly valve to allow the engine to draw in more air. Simultaneously, the fuel pump feeds fuel into the carb where it is combined with the air to create the fuel mixture that the engine needs. The carb is feeding the fuel into the intake manifold where it is then drawn into the cylinder as the intake valves open. As the intake valves opens, uh, the piston moves downward in the chamber. That creates a vacuum, and it is a mechanical system that relies on this vacuum and air pressure. But carbs do have some ailments. Uh, with a carb, there's only so much fuel and air in the manifold, and the cylinders closest to the carb tend to eat up more of this air-fuel mixture uh, than the cylinders farther away. With this setup, not all cylinders are getting the same amount of gas, which obviously means there's room for improvement. You enter fuel injection. As air moves through the throttle body and into the intake manifold, it is drawn into each cylinder chamber. Just before it is drawn into the chamber, a fuel injector mixes the fuel at the very, uh, uh, very last second, making sure each cylinder is getting the appropriate amount of fuel and air mixture. The spark ignites this fuel and air mixture as it is compressed, and the combustion forces the piston down, creating power. That's basically the gist of it. The next biggest advantage of a fuel injection system is that after the fuel mixture is burned off and the exhaust is sent on its way down the exhaust pipe, an O2 sensor, an oxygen sensor, then picks up a reading of the exhaust, and from the contents of that exhaust, it can tell if the mixture is too rich or too lean. With this reading, the vehicle's computer system can then automatically make the proper adjustments and you can spare yourself the time needed to dial in your fuel system as you would with a carburetor. Trust me, that's a lengthy and very timely, very nasty procedure. Now, carbureted fuel systems are very common throughout the history of the automobile and they still have their place in the world today and probably will for a long time, actually. Now, they're relatively reliable as far as their mechanical function goes. And as, as long as they're taken care of, well, they can last a long time. Now, as the 80s found its place in the history books, so did the carburetor, at least on modern production vehicles. The YJ Wrangler was first introduced in 1987, and it was available with either a 2.5-liter inline four-cylinder engine or the venerable four-liter inline six. And from the years of 1987 through 1990, both were provided with a fuel were provided with fuel by a carburetor. Enter the 1991 YJ. Through its almost identical to its uh, earlier YJ Wranglers, the engines were instead fed with fuel injection. The fuel injection works much the same as a carburetor. Its, its design is to combine the fuel and the air and deliver it to the engine. Though when you pop the hood, you can tell right away there are some major differences between a carbureted engine and one that has fuel injection. Instead of a single carburetor that feeds uh, both the fuel and the air through one opening in the intake manifold, you will notice a throttle body in its place. You will also notice fuel injectors at the base of the runners on the intake manifold directly above each cylinder. This set the stage for the next generation of fuel system delivery that would be used for nearly 15 years of Jeep production. Next week, we'll look closely at the kind of system used in the 1997 to 2006 Jeeps and maybe even get into the JK stuff as well. And when we're all done, you'll not only know these systems, but we'll be able to identify them and possibly even know how to make them better. So stay tuned. Very cool. So I'm thinking the fuel injection uh, must have made off-road, especially off-camber uh, situations, much nicer. Uh, I, I don't know how people do it with the old-style carburetors. Um, well, you know, on, on the YJs, um, yeah, that was a big issue. Once you got into an off-camber situation, you're doing a hill climb, you, you get that vehicle, uh, the front end up on a rock, uh, and you take your foot off the gas, the engine dies. Yep. And that's because the floats... 
uh, would no longer uh, uh, the the level of the gas in the floats uh, was not at a level to where uh, it could be then dispersed into the rest of the carburetor. And so you could be pumping the gas, and and that, that's pretty much what you had to do was keep pumping the gas and keep pumping that fuel into the engine because the floats would not allow the fuel to just sort of go in. So, uh, yeah, you, you had to uh, get creative with uh, throttle control. Uh, I think that is where the birth of the, the throttle cable, uh, you know, a, thr- a, a thumb throttle came from. Uh, when people started taking the, you know, the levers off their 10 speeds and putting them on their stick shifts. <laughs> and no, seriously, that is actually a mod oh, yeah. that you can do. Uh, and, and so uh, it, it's, you know, then it came, you know, with uh, wedges and things like that. Where yeah, you I was going to ask about that wedge the carburetor uh from the intake manifold and as you got off camber uh it wouldn't be quite as severe uh as uh, you know the level of fuel in the in the floats wouldn't train uh, change as, as drastically with that so you know there there were some solutions but they didn't really take care of the problem 100 percent. it just made it a little bit easier to deal with uh but then once the fuel uh, injection came along uh it was a completely different story you could be idling with the Jeep on its bumper, and it didn't really care. Yeah. You you kids today, you got that fuel injection. You don't have to do any work. You just push that button and go. <laughs> no, I will say that, uh, you know, you want to learn how to wheel, uh, get yourself a YJ in a manual flavor uh, with a stick shift. And, and learning how to wheel a YJ with a stick shift in the rocks, dude, you could drive anything yeah. through there. Got to be an octopus. Yeah. Well, if you have anything to add, maybe you have a question for Tech Talk you'd like for us to cover, just jump over to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and send us a message. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? What are you talking about, man? Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show? I got no idea what the heck. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Get out of my face, yo. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Underwater. Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? In the bubble bath. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? No clue. And where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? While flexing on stumps. Where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? Hey, where do you listen to the Jeep Talk Show at? I would assume on the radio. The Jeep Talk Show, available on iTunes and at jeeptalkshow.com. You know, this uh, this promo reminds me, uh, this is a really good promo that you did, Josh, and the listening to it on the uh, the headphones, the stereo headphones here in the studio, and I can actually hear the stereo of it. It reminded me of that 45-minute uh, drive uh, uh, back and forth uh, to uh, the dealership to get the oil changed, uh, and I was listening to podcasts. I actually, uh, that's where I listen to podcasts is when I'm driving the vehicle. So uh, the Jeep Talk Show came up, and it is just such a pleasure. I know I'm patting myself on the back here, but it is just mm-hmm. such a pleasure listening to the audio from our show and do you know that from other podcasts that i was listening to i had to turn down the volume a little bit because it was just a little too loud compared to the other podcasts that i had been listening to right before which to me is great because i i don't want you guys to have to struggle to hear the show i mean i I don't want to have any distortion or anything like that it needs to be pleasurable but listening to it on the gladiator uh, stereo system with the uh, whatever stereo upgraded stereo that is with the 8.4 uh, inch uh, touchscreen. It was wonderful. It it made me feel like I was listening to somebody on Sirius XM. I mean, it was oh boy, it really <laughs> sounded good. And and that's well, we that's have- that's every, that's the whole show, not just me. I mean, I'm not saying that. Yeah. Just with the 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 intros and all that stuff was just wonderful. And Josh well, we and do- I worked really hard at that uh, when. 
uh, when we started the show. So it, yep. it, it makes that me feel was good. one stipulation that that we had to have consistency. The show had to sound good. I, I've been an audiophile most of my life. I worked in car audio yeah. for over ten years, uh, both as a technician and system designer installer. So I, I, you know, these are things that are near and dear to my heart. Uh, and so we could not do a show that sounded like all the other shows or that sounded subpar. Uh, and mm-hmm. so that's one thing that we have prided ourselves on, and it has helped us uh, to gain status as the most downloaded Jeep podcast in the world. So uh, thank you to all of you out there who have helped to make that possible, uh, and we encourage you to spread the word. Yep, and we do get uh, uh, people commenting on, it's great to be able to hear you, and your audio level is the same. <laughs> I don't have to turn the volume up and down, depending on who's talking. And that, depending on who's talking. Right. Yeah, yeah, so I know, patting myself on the back, and uh, patting no, everybody here, here on the back, but it's just... It's something that I thought about listening to that promo, and I went, you know, this this would sound great on the Gladiator. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't forget, Jeeper, we've got a newsletter, and you need to subscribe to it. It's just, it's well, it's very easy to subscribe, and it's just chock full of a ton of great stuff that you can find out about the show, inside information about what we have coming up, uh, even about, you know, giveaways and, and interviews, things like that. But if you want to join in on the show, actually become a part of the Jeep Talk Show as we record an episode, you can do that. And, and get in on our campfire side chat. You want to know how? Sign up for the newsletter. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and find that link to click and sign up. Don't worry. It's just as easy to unsubscribe as it is to subscribe. Well, that's it for the show for this week, my fellow Jeeper. Until next week, be sure to see what Tony has posted up on our TikTok. He's really cleaned things up since they changed the rule. And as always, thank you for listening to the world's most downloaded Jeep podcast. The Jeep Talk Show is now transmitted on 100% recyclable electrons. Podcasting since 2010.